remember, we all survived before cell phones. I had to explain to our babysitter the other day what a car phone was Mm -hmm. when my parents had one in a bag. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. For many of us, our smartphones have come to feel like another appendage. We carry them wherever we go, fondle them during meals and conversations, and sleep with them next to our pillows. Wherever one is, so is the other. However, unlike our typically unabashed appreciation for our physical limbs, our feelings about our smartphones tend to be quite a bit more mixed, if not downright negative. This is part two of our minimalism series, and we will share five tips to becoming a digital minimalist. Welcome to part two on minimalism. Again, what is minimalism? Minimalism is the art of knowing how much is just enough. Practicing minimalism with your possessions has been a trend, and it can be a worthy practice to become more efficient. But there's arguably a minimalism practice that's even more effective in achieving that greater efficacy. Digital minimalism. Surely you've heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. But have you heard of a wonderful phenomenon called JOMO, joy of missing out? JOMO is developed by only being informed about the important news of the day and not overwhelmed with information. This is knowing the activities that provide meaning and satisfaction. So one way to think about this is do your possessions own you? Do you feel like a slave to your technology? We certainly have a love-hate relationship, especially with things like group texts that just seem to never end, (laughs) the vibration in your pocket when your phone goes off, or even the little unread message with the red circle notification saying that you have an unread message. We know how addictive that can be, right? Technology can be very addictive in general. Steve Jobs didn't originally intend for the iPhone to become something we check all the time. Digital clutter can take up an inordinate amount of time and mental space or bandwidth. So many of us think of possessions and physical clutter in our homes or in our lives that we need to clear out to make room for other things. This is the same concept, just in a digital sense. How many apps do you have on your phone that you don't even have time to check because, well, maybe you have too many. There's only so many hours in a day. In his book, Digital Minimalism, Cal Newport makes the provocative case that we need to be very intentional about our apps, tools, and phones. The problem can be that email and chat are both productive and stressful. Social media alike is both very powerful and yet distracting. Therefore, it's so hard but also so very important to turn a distraction into a tool to serve you. 
Our phones and apps have become addictive time suckers that have left us all with very small attention spans. We can't focus anymore, and we are bored easily. And the impact on our kids growing up with phones and technology is another deal entirely for a different episode. So just to give you a little bit of a background as well, I am an online marketing manager. And one of the things that I do for my clients is social media management. So therefore, I work on social media. I work on my phone. Additionally, we have this podcast. So we use social media to promote that. One of the quotes that I was just thinking about is from that Netflix documentary called Social Dilemma. We highly recommend watching that as well. And one of the quotes that I actually said to a client the other day, too, was, if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really great documentary to watch and um, talks about that the point of Facebook and Instagram is to get you to stay in the app. And quite often that is just the point of the the phones in general Mm -hmm. is to get you to stay on them, get you to to use them. Some personal examples of how technology uh, can be a distraction, disruption in your daily life is notifications of texts in the middle of conversations. My phone has a little birdie tweet when things come through, but Ben has a Apple Watch And so he gets texts on his wrists and we'll take a look at those and stuff when they come through. And that can be very distracting um, Mm -hmm. when you're trying to have a conversation with someone. Additionally, being too busy texting or updating social media to spend focused time with your kids or your spouse. Our daughter literally just said to me the other day something along the lines of, Mom, you're too busy working on Facebook to pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important to make sure that you have that boundary of when you're supposed to be on this technology and when you aren't. So I don't know how many times it's happened that I've been like, I'm so tired. I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. It's 930. And then I go upstairs and it's 11 o'clock. And it's because I open my phone to check one thing and it turns into a rabbit hole of DIY videos or, you know, cute puppies or something (laughs) like that. Some of it can be pretty productive in a way, but many times you're just kind of going down this deep hole of just video after video of suggestions and different things. And my argument would be how many times has that happened And yet we go through all these mental gymnastics all day and then we Mm -hmm. wonder why we are so mentally exhausted Mm -hmm. by 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. Now we have kids. That's the other reason. But the point is you you don't sleep as well with that blue light going into your brain, you know, for however long, an hour, two hours before bed. You're scrolling. Your brain's stimulated. Mm -hmm. And you don't rest very well. You don't sleep very well. And how many times have you done that stuff instead of, you know, saying, well, I didn't have time to go for a walk. Go for a 30-minute walk instead of checking yeah. more of your Facebook. Like, set a limit, but then go get something else done. You don't create memories and experiences by scrolling on your phone. You know, even more so, are you thinking about it when you aren't even using it? 
have you habitually uh, checked for updates or comments or likes, you know, on Facebook when when you post something? Uh, that is a addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. That you know, that's we think of alcohol or mm-hmm. drugs or other other things, gambling, whatever. Yeah, but one of the funniest sites that Ben and I see is when we've seen people at restaurants, um, like couples or something, not talking to each other. And just looking at their phone. We always comment on mm-hmm. that. We really do. Because we make a conscious effort when we're on date night or something. Like, we don't have our phones Even out. Even at the dinner table, we don't we yeah. don't bust the phones out. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's one thing if you have children and you're trying to hold a conversation and you're like, here, please <laughs> look at my phone. I've totally done that. But when it's just us on a date night or something... Like, talk to each other. Oh, my gosh. That is just such precious time. We've kind of already touched on this, but are you scrolling at night instead of sleeping or reading a book? Ben reads. Um, he likes to read books. Me, not so much. But I am trying to get better about it to where when I do get in bed, I don't turn my phone on. I have a short little um, inspirational type book that I'm trying that's an easy read that I'm trying to work through that's not very stimulating of the brain or anything and it actually makes me really tired so um and then we've all heard of these people who are spending more time to get the quote-unquote perfect picture for Instagram rather than just in, enjoying something and taking it in to remember it uh, I'm actually really bad I think about taking pictures honestly I think at least of myself for sure I'm definitely not like a selfie Mm -hmm. crazy person um I take pictures of my family and everything but we've heard of these people who like fall to their death they walk into traffic or they're you know (laughs) and stuff you know to get this Instagram worthy picture and it's like whoa like totally not worth it or you hold everybody up for 15 minutes can you know hey no move to the left (laughs) no do this no here over here you've seen it right and then everybody feels Filters it anyway. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to move into just a few general tips that we have for folks out there. Um, we have more information in our call to order um, as well, but just five general tips. Uh, this is specific to your phone because I think we'd all agree that uh, the phones have really changed the game when mm-hmm. it comes to being hooked on our technology and social media and so forth. One tip that I would give is to, first of all, don't check your phone first thing in the morning. Mm. This this is really difficult because most people can't... It's their alarm. They It's their alarm. It's also what they read before they go to bed. And so most people, this is the first thing they grab. And mm-hmm. it really is rewiring our brain and being um, really distracting for us when we first get up we don't even have time to think and for our bodies to start working and we're already looking at our phone yeah some people are like oh but it that's that's my me time to just sit there <laughs> yeah. for 30 minutes and look at it like oh my gosh that's probably like the fastest 30 minutes of your life mm-hmm. honestly if that's the first thing that you do yeah time seems to just disappear so another tip is try not to take your phone in the car or when you're running errands. Now, I know most people, they need to take their phone. Yeah. And I understand that. But put it away. Don't be tempted to pick it up while you're driving. And I see people do this all yeah. the time. They pick it up as soon as they hit a red light. 
mm-hmm. and you don't have enough time to even check an email most of the time. I know we all think that the red lights take forever, but it's not worth it. Take a second and just sit and think. Mm-hmm. Be alone with your thoughts for a second. I'm Clear- turn on the radio. Yeah. Oh, geez. That. <laughs> I don't take my phone with us when we go on walks together. Right. No, that's not a good idea. Yeah. There's no. There's no point. Now, if I'm walking by myself with the kids, yeah, I throw it in the bottom of the stroller, but I'm not like on it while I'm walking with my children. That's. It's purely like if there's an emergency or or something like that. But remember, we all survived before cell phones. I had to explain to our babysitter the other day what a car phone was mm-hmm. when my parents had one in a bag. Like, mm-hmm. we we all survived 20 years ago. We're still getting stuff done. Without cell phones. <laughs> I, I, but I think it's making us more distracted. It's wearing us out. We, we get bored so fast. I don't know how many times even I've caught myself having a really hard time listening to somebody tell me a story. And I know some people can be boring and drawn out, but <laughs> I can sit there and just be trying as hard as I can, and I, j- I just can't focus. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is this is not good. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to actually sit still and listen to a story without getting distracted. Um, how many times you walked away, you didn't catch their name. Uh, when you met somebody, how many times could you not remember certain details or it just felt like you had ADHD because you couldn't pay attention to the small details at all. You were constantly like your mind's just bouncing around it. You can't calm down. You can't turn it off. And that th- these are part of the reasons why, because our brains are being rewired and we didn't realize it. In fact, that social dilemma documentary talks a lot about many of the early founders and creators and engineers and people that worked on these apps tried to make them addictive by nature but they had no idea what these things would turn into when they first created them so anyways that's another topic we can get further into Um, another tip would be to remove your phone from going off silence it if you have to Uh, when you're at dinner or when you're having conversations with people, that sends the wrong message. Mm-hmm. When somebody's talking to you, and I'm very guilty of this with my watch, like we talked about, you get a buzz and you got to check it. Well, the message to the other person is, this is more important than what you're saying to me mm-hmm. right now. Well, and it's funny too, like even before we start recording the podcast and stuff, it's like, okay, is the baby monitor silenced? Is your computer silenced? Is my computer silenced? Phone silenced? Like, yeah. <laughs> holy crap. It's ridiculous. Um, and also, you know, another uh, tip number four, keep your phone hidden while working or when you're supposed to be getting other work done. Like, oh, I don't know. Like when you're at work. Um, <laughs> I, I see it all the time. I'm guilty of it too. Uh, certainly trying to get better, but you need to be able to stay focused on work and not constantly be checking the phone. And the last tip, we've touched on this, but don't keep your phone by your bed if you can, if you can afford it. No, number one, if it is your alarm clock. Get an old alarm <laughs> clock. <laughs> That's true. Remember, we did that. We still have, a, we still, I don't even know why we have, we still have a digital clock in our bedroom and it does mm-hmm. have an alarm on it. And we did try and have no phones in the bedroom there for a little bit and just use that. That thing is so loud. 
Well, and if you have a <laughs> if you have your phone away from your bed, you'll be forced to get up out of your bed and go turn it off, which increases the likelihood that you'll actually wake up. Yeah. Versus what we do, which is turn it off and roll back over. Yeah. I never hear my alarm. <laughs> never. Yeah. So remember that minimalists tend to spend less time and money on things versus people that are constantly distracted. Okay, minimalists are more productive. They are much more intentional about what they're doing. Their life is richer with experience. They have closer relationships. And I touched on this before. Remember that you're not creating memories by being on your phone. You're not experiencing things. The rapidly disappearing carousel of updates on your social media that no one's going to remember, not even you, uh, these are not how you want to remember your past days. The constant distraction leads to a fragmented and very unsatisfied, unfulfilled life. This week's call to order, we want you to define your core values and determine how technology is helping or hurting you. Is this part of your work or business? Are you achieving or building something? Make sure that you spend your time wisely. Drop optional tech and remove notifications on email and phones where possible. You don't need constant updates. Also, track your technology triggers. Does this happen when you're tired at night? Remove the temptation so that you can focus and get more done. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.